Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. I'm very excited about today's show. It's one of my favorite topics. It's something that I advocate for, something I speak about, and I have an, a guest who knows about this stuff, too, and so we share this together when we met. It was quite an auspicious meeting that we saw each other and we went, yeah, you, yeah, you. So I want to just bring her on and tell you about her immediately and tell you what the subject is. So the subject is sovereign and sexy, keeping your sex alive. And so, you know, I've talked about this many times, like there's no point in feeling like you're done. Like there's no reason to have sex. That's crazy. I think that's crazy. I think you are crazy if you feel like that. So so my guest today is going to talk about that with me. So let me tell you who she is. Her name is Kim Keller, and she's a sex and intimacy coach from Ashland, Oregon. She specializes in sacred sexuality as a path to awakening. She's most passionate about utilizing altered states of consciousness through erotic play, pleasure, and ritual to help heal both the individual and the planet. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. Kim, welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Happiness. Thanks for having me, Lori. I'm so excited to be here with you. What a delight, because yes, when we met, I knew it was a moment of meeting a soul sister that understands this path, so good to be here. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. We're totally connected. We're joined at the hip, not knowing we were joined at the hip, so <laughs> yeah, so how, like, okay, so there are... We don't just get born and know this, although actually probably when we're born, we're closer to knowing this than, than after we're socialized into this culture, into the American culture. Anyway, we can talk about the American culture. Yeah. I can't say what France and Italy and everything else is like, but I know that in American culture, all this gets socialized out of us. Yeah. Um, being sovereign, for sure, gets socialized out of us. We start to put our whole emotions and our whole self-concept into the hands of other people yeah yeah so how did you get to be who you are how did you get to to be sexy and sovereign and and also uh be a juicy crone like somebody who's a little bit older been through menopause and still feeling sexy how did that happen that's not the normal course of events right right not always and certainly not with the lovely beings that come to see me who are looking to figure out how to do that, right? And how to keep it alive. And um, a lot of, a lot of the people I work with are like, why keep it alive? Like I, it's been, I even had, I've had multiple people tell me that once their sex drive went away, wow, how much easier life was because they didn't have to worry about it. And I think, oh Lord, let me tell you why you want to worry about it and why you don't want it to go away. So my path to getting here was just so circuitous. I went through such a, I come from a really fundamental Christian, um, very boxed. There's one way sex is for procreation. It's with your husband only. It's 
one person for your whole life. You don't touch yourself. Um, I didn't know anything about my sex as a, as a young person. Um, it was really not to be talked about. But I know myself I came into this world a very sensual, sexual being. And um, it was really, and, and so I got married and married super young and spent 23 years in a pretty boxed, regular Southern California traditional way of being. And it was really such a natural, I found myself falling in love all the time like falling in love was, is, was, has always been just my nature. And that gets you in trouble when you're married. That gets you in trouble <laughs> when, you're, when you're supposed to be something else. And, um, and so it was always a challenge for me because I have this natural propensity for loving and embracing and touch. I'm very physical. Uh, and I kind of came in that way. But I had to come back to that because that isn't the enculturating message that I got. And I really have noticed in my path to Tantra, how it's had to be this break out of that box. Like that's been the, that's been the secret for me is how to break out of the box of the patterning that's been handed to me. So how did you, I mean, I'm taking it that the man you were married to had a difficult time with your power, you with know, your self-expression, with your, even though he may have loved you for all that and was attracted to you for all that. It's like, he, who could contain that? Right. And so, but we, because I was so young when I got married, 19 when I married him and he was a bit older and so a bit wiser and a bit more put together. And I have to say, we grew up together and he loved my shiny, sparkly out there self. And I started out as a drug and alcohol counselor for teenagers and um, ran a program called Youth to Youth and traveled all over the nation doing these um, human development programs and drug prevention, violence prevention, helping young people really find themselves and um, love themselves. And I was the one that they could always come talk to about whatever. And so um, I was always talking about sexuality and how young people could move into their sexuality, but I didn't have any sexuality training. I only had drug, alcohol, and personal development training. And so it was just this second nature, again, that came to me really naturally that I already had a propensity for loving sex, loving love, loving connection, and being in divine union. I didn't have any of those words then, but I fortunately married a man who also really held me and our sex as, he wouldn't have used the word sacred, but we held it as very, very magical. And so in those younger days of trying to figure that out, um, it was when I would fall in love elsewhere that he would um, get triggered and challenged. And there's a cultural story around that that says that made me, and, and I don't mean I would have sex with people. I mean, I would fall in love with people. Right. And, um, and that would be a difficult place for us to handle. How do we handle that I have an attraction or I feel love elsewhere? And so- yeah. 
we really, we, we struggled with that through our 23 years. And in the end, um, we also had a magical, I have to say magical divorce where we ended very lovingly. And um, in fact, I have a, a very tender story of our last night together in our home where we raised our children. And we really had a celebratory last night together where we um, were able to love each other and set each other free. And he knew at that time that I needed to fly that I had a sovereign threat in me that needed to be out of marriage and needed to be, my kids were grown by this time. And so it was time for me to take off. And he left me with, please go do something magnificent because you have magnificence and brilliance to go share. So beautiful. Yeah. I wish that for everyone. I don't think it's always like that. I know it's not always like that, but no. that somebody actually got you that way and and saw that they needed to set you free you had already done the procreation thing you did your bit yeah you know for the planet that way and so now you could move on yeah and so when i when i moved and then i moved from southern california to ashland and ashland is this little mecca for you know spiritual awakening and um alternative ways of being really ashland is is very um forward thinking in that way in a lot of ways. And one of the first things that happened when I got here is a girlfriend here. I was newly single, 23 years, scared to death, didn't know what to do next with myself, didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, even though I was 40 something at the time. And she said, let's go to this Tantra weekend in Portland and you'll love it. And it'll give you more understanding of yourself. And I thought, oh, I have no idea what Tantra is and I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, I trust you. And um, I walked into this Tantra festival. I wasn't a festival, Tantra training. It was a beginner weekend. And I sat in the front row and I had thought of myself as pretty sexually aware and, and pretty sexually confident and comfortable. And, um, and I do have a history of being raised in that really religious culted kind of way and then being married to a good man for 23 years. I don't have um, a sexual trauma experience in this life. And so mm -hmm. that, that isn't something I've needed to hurdle over. And so as I said, sure. So as I sat in this front row of this um, training and they started to say things like women ejaculate and I thought, oh, you people are crazy or you can have a full body orgasm and feel it in your extremities and in your heart and in your brain. Oh, whatever. I thought they were absolutely out of their minds. And, <laughs> I, and then when they said, and now we're going to have a sacred spot practice where you're going to choose somebody in the room to give you sacred spot massage tonight. And I said, no freaking way. You people are crazy. I'm not doing that. And, um, and so the teacher very compassionately said, well, just walk your own edge. Just get up to the edge of saying yes to choosing a man. Just get up to the edge of saying, yes, I'll have a cup of tea with the man. Just say yes to, and then see where your no shows up. And, um, and so I thought, okay, well, I could do that just a little bite at a time and see what would happen. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, don't 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 push me over the ledge too quickly and um, and it was really a blessed experience of who I said yes to and how we incrementally went through the evening and when I came out of that experience the next morning my whole world had changed everything was different and congratulations I, I knew there was new, I knew there was a new exploration to be had that I didn't know existed before and so right. 
suddenly my divorce made sense in a way I didn't understand before and my new sovereignty and my new freedom. And I spent 10 years um, single and exploring and um, studying deeply, traveled a lot to study. Uh, I'm a workshop junkie, so lots of courses and workshops and trainings just for my own personal um, exploration. I never thought I would move into this professionally and that I would be working with clients and sharing this path of sovereignty and of sacred sexuality to all genders, all relationship styles, um, and uh, be able to bring those wisdoms into whatever, whatever orientation and style that is for you, that there's so, so much to be added to it. So we're going to take a break here. That's like a perfect segue into our next segment. And so uh, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers, and I'm interviewing Kim Keller. And Kim is in the Ashland, Oregon area. She specializes in sacred sexuality, and she just gave us a little rundown that she works with people of any orientation, any gender, in any formatted format like partnered unpartnered whatever to work on their sovereignty and we're going to find out more about that when we come back so stay tuned we'll be right back with you did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright that you don't need to earn it or prove it you just need to live it i'm personally inviting you to the path of true love power and freedom If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? attain the deepest feelings of intimacy do you want the best sex along with great happiness get your copy of sex and happiness the tantric laws of intimacy by Lori handlers right now you'll learn how to make love in the unknown take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex you'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only $19.99 paperback and $14.99 ebook. Order your copy today by going to Butterfly Workshops. Dot com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com 
for your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. back with Sex and Happiness. And again, I'm Laurie Handlers. And today my guest is Kim Keller. And um, Kim had a very traditional background, one that's like the straight and narrow kind of American way. Uh, and then uh, Amero Christian way, so to speak, raised a family. And then at the pivotal point of her divorce, she went to a Tantra workshop and discovered a whole new way of being. And that influenced her life to now. So, Kim, what is it that you do and how is it that people, you know, first of all, I just want to go back to something you said in the earlier segment, which is that you don't, you didn't experience sexual trauma in this life. And that is like, congratulations. I mean, it's not something that you probably had control over, but it's wonderful that you didn't. I didn't either that I know of, Mm -hmm. although I, I had all the symptoms of someone who did. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know where mine came from. I imagine it came in through the umbilical cord, mm-hmm. but um, which is possible for people. So they should just know, like, it may be that you experience and feel trauma in your life, and it may be that you inherited it. Yeah. It came in through the line of your mother and your grandmothers. Yeah. And if you have something going on in your life that's unexplainable, but you feel traumatized, it really could be from something that came through to you. Yeah. Uh, and so, Kim, I mean, it was great that you pointed that out, though, because, like, people are in all different phases of trauma, mm-hmm. one way or the other, and some people carry it and nothing ever happened to them. Mm-hmm. You know, no one ever put a hand on them. or Yeah. Or and I want to add to that, too, not only through the umbilical cord, which I also do have that. I have a matriarchal lineage that has had some severe trauma in it, and um, and that is one of my personal um, paths too is really healing, transmitting, transmuting, and not handing that off to my daughter and my granddaughters. And, and that's been a real journey to look at 
what I've come from, what I have also out of my own wounds handed off to my daughter, and how my daughter is healing that next generation and what she's handing off to her daughters. And so right. we have a really open, um, my mom and I have had a really challenged, we had a really challenged relationship. And now we are in a whole new state of he continual healing. We've we're very open. We're very honest. Um, we know that she did what she did because it's the tools that she had and it's the world she was born into. And we're continuing to grow together. And so Beautiful. we're continuing to heal that. The other place I know that um, wound comes through is the collective. That we are, the, the, the idea that we're all one sounds very woo-woo and sounds very, you know, whatever. But actually, energetically, when you look at how the world around us works, and this is where my eco-sexual, my, na my naturist, my, um, my uh, I'm part of a goddess temple here in Ashland. I'm an earth-based ritualist and ceremonialist. I work with the elements and I work with nature, um, drums and fire and outside and full moon and seasonal. And that is all my personal passion, that that piece is really where the all oneness comes in, that we are in a collective soup of energy and the soup of energy has a tremendous amount of trauma against the feminine and it's what we're happy we're seeing it now is it's again it's been against not only feminine embodied people but the feminine field of this mother earth and i am super inspired that we begin to not only think of mother earth um, as lover earth that mother is someone we take from and she feeds us all the time and it's unconditional and and mother is where we go to to be nurtured and that's all very yes that's true and when i start to shift into lover earth there's also a place where i get to give to her and treat her in with high reverence and honor and sacred and the sacred celebrations of the seasons and how we can honor her heartbeat and help her be alive and help um uh and help cultivate her juicy aliveness and vibrance which is what we need right given everything we're seeing going on on the national front on the global front on the climate front and so in all of that too when i see what's happening out in the world i think how can my one tiny little self have any impact on that what can i possibly do for the pain and anguish for people around the globe and women in, in specifically and what i can do is i can put more love in the field i have the um, passion and the purpose to put more love into the world, whether it be how I love my grandchildren or whether it be how I can support a couple in loving each other, or if it be how I can support a woman in learning how to love herself. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the professional work I do. I work a lot with women specifically because I teach jade egg as a practice. Um, and jade egg is a stone that you use in your yoni, in your vaginal canal. And what it really does, it's not about the egg. I could, I could teach you all the same things without the actual stone, but it's a tool that helps us connect to our internal landscape, to the divine feminine essence that lives in that portal. 
that I get to have a new relationship with that sexual, creative, juicy, vital part of myself. And the jade egg practice is just a tool to help us do that. And so, yeah. and so a lot of the, I work with a lot of women who are coming back into, and that's where sovereignty comes in. The sovereignty of knowing your own self and your own. I introduce women to their clitorises, which makes me so happy. Um, but that <laughs> I, I actually help women understand their landscape, love it, hold it in reverence, see the beauty, the beauty that comes through that portal. That's not what we've been enculturated and trained to think about. It. No, not at all. We've been enculturated to believe that, you know, we should be ashamed, yep. that we smell, yep. that, um, you know, it's having bloody, it's, it's yeah, messy, yeah. all those things, discharges, things like that. So right. we, we've had to, we have to overcome all that to get to the place that you're talking about and if you help people along that path that is so wonderful yeah and then the the one that goes along with that is porn has come along and told all of us that our vulva is supposed to be pink and smooth and one tone and perfect lips and it's supposed to look a certain way because this is how it looks versus oh my god there are snowflakes there are no two yonis that look alike. And since I've gotten to be so privileged to work with so many yonis in the last seven years, I have seen that that is not an understatement. They are as vast as the flowers on the planet and, um, yeah. and it's all beautiful in their own way, like a gardenia to a lily. They're just different. Totally different. Yeah, oh. that's so good. That's really, really good. So people, um, so people would like, so people would actually find you. It sounds like you work one-on-one, -on -one, but well, do, are you also doing workshops? Yeah. So the one-on-one -on -one too, I also, that's my women's work, but I work with all okay. genders. And so um, I, and when I say all genders, not everybody represents as men and women. Um, and so there's lots of in-betweens. I work with they's as well. Um, I want to jump over though to the men because I do have a lot of men who come. Okay, see good. Me. And yeah, the, jump to them. Yeah, the men who come see me, bless them. I loved what we said in a different conversation about the work you do with helping men learn how to be lovers. That the yes. men, the men I see, they come to me. I I often say they come to me with through one of three doors. Um, some men come to me because something's broken. They've lost their libido. They've got no erection. Um, they, uh, they have a pre-ejaculation. Any of those kinds of places where they feel broken in their sex. And so some of the men who come work with me come right. and have a specific thing we're going to work on, right? We're going to specifically work on um, uh, erection or ejaculation. Then I have men who come to me because they want to be better in the bedroom. They want to learn about, I, I have, a, pro, I have a, a session called Goddess Guide Me. They want to learn the female. Oh, that's great. I love that name. Yeah. Goddess guide me. Show me what, what is this mystery secret that I don't understand? And I work with, <laughs> I work with couples on the goddess guide me and to be, have couples who are in my temple. Um, they've been married for 30 years and he's never looked at her Yoni. He doesn't really know the landscape of what he's trying to bring pleasure to or he's trying to love up well because they, he's never really looked at it. And I watch couples just fall right. in 
appears. It's so beautiful, both for the woman who's being gazed upon in a sacred way and the beautiful man who's learning how to love her in a sacred way. So it's quite magnificent. Oh, that's so good. I love that. And then, of course, there's workshops. Yes, there are workshops. Yeah, okay. So I just want to know, like, the, sp- the scope, mm-hmm. you know, of your work. And is it mostly based in, Port- in uh, where are you, Ashland? Or is it, ba- or you- do you do some work over the over Zoom? Or so I, I travel quite a bit, and so I'm in, oh, good. I'm in Portland multiple times a year, and I have clients there that I see. And I do what are called puja. I do puja, intimacy pujas. Um, that are for mixed gendered people to come and learn how to even be in the presence of the divine in another human. And so how do you, so, so how do they stay juicy forever? So staying juicy forever, that, that honoring piece that I was talking about, um, learning how to honor your own sex, whatever your sex is, honoring that sex, beginning to approach your sex, your own sex as divine and reverent and sacred and understanding that we have this core of vitality so getting people to love themselves and then learning how to take that in deep presence and intentionality as you begin to interact with another and so creating ways and i love working with the couples who perhaps have been married a long time and their sex has kind of dwindled off and they don't know where it's going anymore and that Suddenly, like you've said before, too, instead of sex just being this friction thing of penis and vagina, they start to learn all these other ways to open each other, to connect to each other, to be with each other, um, and how lovely that new pathway is. And they have new experiences after 30 years of marriage that they've never had before. Yeah, that's so good. So ultimately, I mean, uh, you and I share a, a, a more than a belief. I was going to say we share a belief, but it's not even only it's, we have the belief, we have the practices, mm-hmm. and we have the actual proof to ourselves that like having sexual energy well over fifty yeah. keeps you keeps us feeling vital, keeps yeah. us beautiful. Yep. keeps us alive, keeps the attraction and the spark going, like no matter who we are, where we go, what we do. Right, right. Even the science of that, that when I can keep my body, um, just blood flow, chemical flow, keeping the brain flow, making all the chemicals that come from sex, the dopamine and the oxytocin and the bonding. And set and, and instead of aging and becoming isolated, closed and inward, we keep oxytocin, we keep dopamine. And now we're outward and the world still is vibrant and alive. And that happens. So I talk a lot about um, people who come see me and their sex has kind of slooped off because they're getting a little bit older. We used to have the hormonal push of procreation that kept us sexually alive because your body wanted to procreate. Whether you did or not, that was irrelevant. There was exactly. chemicals in your body that are going to make you move that way more. And after we stop bleeding, we get a little bit older and now we don't have those chemicals. It becomes, I talk about going to the pleasure gym. Like take yourself to the pleasure gym. We know going to the gym is, or being exercise, being active is super good for your body. And when we understand that 
pleasure in the body is as important to our overall health as regular take a walk, get on a gym bike, do that exercise, that thinking of it, I try, I get my clients to think about it like going to the gym, start out with it as that kind of practice. I might not feel like yoga today, but I'm going to do it because I know the outcome of yoga is what I want. I might not right. feel like having a sex love session with myself today, but I know I'm going to feel better after I have the self love sex program today. Um, so there, there's creating that and understanding why it matters. That. That's so good. That's wonderful. All right, we're going to move to another break here. Um, thank you for all that. All that was just super juicy, super wonderful. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about how people can reach you, how they can find you, get in touch with you, and also any tips you might have to get people started. If you could think over the break of a tip for men and maybe a tip for women, you've given a bunch of content already that's so good, just gazing at your partner's yoni. Mm -hmm. Or lingam. Or lingam. Or lingam. Or using, and and yoni and lingam, by the way, lingam is a word for penis in Sanskrit, Mm -hmm. and yoni is a word for vagina in Sanskrit, and that's, we use those words in Tantra because in our culture, we curse people with our the names of our genitals. That's we call people names, bad names. We use that so in tantra, we re-educate people to use different words. So there's no like cultural other meanings mm-hmm. to what word. We're talking about the sacred in our sexuality rather than the curse. Yeah. Uh, so when we come back, you will hear more from Kim Keller, who's a sex and intimacy coach who's based in Ashland, Oregon, but works over Skype, does work in Portland, does workshops, sees individuals, and we'll find out how to get in touch with her and also see if she has any tips, any last moment tips for you. So definitely stay tuned. We're coming right back. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too. Meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach... I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body 
more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Laurie Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. We are back with Sex and Happiness. And again, I'm Laurie Handlers. Today I'm interviewing Kim Keller. I'm having a great time with Kim Keller because she and I have some basic fundamental understandings that are similar. And I'm sure those of you who've been listening to me for years actually get that. They go, you're probably saying to yourself, what are you talking to your twin? <laughs> so I kind of am. <laughs> so, um, so Kim, if someone wants to get in touch with you, I heard that like if it's people with um, a marriage that's getting dry, mm-hmm. uh, a person that's getting dry, a person who has erectile mm-hmm. non-function or dysfunction, uh, a per, uh, uh, people going through gender uh, fluidity, maybe changing uh, from one gender to another or whatever. I got that you work with that too, yeah. um, which is so important. You want to yeah. say something about that? Just that there's so many ways to hold gender. And um, I think the thing that I'm most in, uh, passionate about is whatever that means to you. Let's come in curious. Let's come in investigative and let's see what's possible. But what I would say is that my strong uh, history of enculturated idea of men and women and black and white and this and that um, is non-existent anymore. And I really understand that there's this huge range of what's possible. Same thing with relationship, monogamy to polyamory, to single, to celibate, to abstinent, that there's all kinds of ways in which we can hold our sexuality, that the value, the piece that we don't want to lose is keeping it alive for yourself so that you can keep the vibrancy that comes from that. Exactly. Thank you. That is so underscore, underscore, underscore. Great. Yeah. So how do people get in touch with you? Well, and there's a couple of things I wanted to say about that too. As I mentioned, I go to Portland, but I also go to the Bay Area. And so I'm headed, in fact, I'm headed to the Bay this week. So I work out of the Bay Area a couple of times a year also. So keeping track of my calendar, um, because I book with people while I'm in those areas, you can do that at KimRoseKeller.com. And my calendar is right on the front page and it tells you when I'll be in the Bay and when I'm booking, when I'll be in Portland and I'm booking, and when I'll be in Boulder and I'm booking. So those are, this is my little, I have a little triangle I travel. Um, That's great. Yeah, those are the four places I go. I teach jade egg in those four places. I do pujas in those four places. I'm about to do a shame busting workshop in the Bay that I'm quite excited about um, with a collaborator there who um, we both have this passion for shame busting. So 
we're creating a new event there. And then the other thing that I have to offer is I mentioned the Jade Egg work that I do with women. Um, I have a weekend called Tending the Temple, Sacred Care of Yoni, which is a three-day immersion. And you can come here. I actually do it in my home here in Ashland. And it's a small group, so it's intimate. And it gives women an opportunity to be in sacred space with each other. Yoni gets a voice. She gets an audience. She gets an anointing. Um, and she gets held in sacred reverence and placed on the altar. So um, so let me speak about altars for a second, because that's one of the things I love to send people home with. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the term altar, creating a really, I think of it as sort of a living uh, three-dimensional vision board, is creating an altar that is dedicated to your sexuality. And so you create a, a, an altar. It's an end table in your bedroom. It's a corner on your bathroom counter. It's somewhere that you look at it every day. And you start to get clear with yourself. What do you want your sex life, whether it be with you or with a partner, what do you want it to include? What do you want it to represent? What would you like it to bring more of? That is a living, growing, always changing thing. And so creating an altar that has some representation for you on it so that you can keep it fresh in your mind, especially for those of us who don't have the hormones pushing us towards sex. And so we're wanting to remember and remind ourselves. It's like having a little reminder to go to the gym. And on that altar, there's things like, um, is it more opening that you're looking for? Is it more um, manifestation? Is it more love? Is it more connection? Are you calling in a partner? Are you calling in multiple partners? Would, are, you in, are you married and you'd like to have some exploration? Are you married and you'd like to get closer to your partner? What's your situation? And then find the representations that are true for you, especially if you're in partnership and you both have a shared altar. And now you're both continuing to put things on that altar that keep you in dialogue about what you want your intimacy life to be. And it's juicy. And then if you're in partnership, creating an altar that includes your partner. So I put my partner and his beautiful lingam on an altar and I get to bless, honor, gaze upon this lingam hold this lingam in reverence, in sacred holding, in preciousness, in whatever state it's in. Doesn't matter if it's flaccid or if it's erect or it's somewhere in the middle. Doesn't matter if it gets erect anymore. It doesn't even matter. This precious part of his vitality. And and then reverse that and put her on the altar. And I say her and he, because I'm talking right now about a, 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 gen, a normative, heteronormative yeah. relationship, but this is for whatever relationship put your partner on that altar and honor this space as sacred as reverent and as blessed and you can kiss it and you can bathe it and you can coconut oil it and but it has a different approach than trying to sex it and that begins to change the way we connect to each other's genitalia and it gives us a chance to connect to each other's sacred portal with a reverence and an honoring that is just delightful that is so that is the tip of the century <laughs> i love that that was so perfectly placed you're gonna love my sex magic class when we do I the can't when we do the cascadia the tantra festival together because um in my sex magic when people are partnered they make the body of the one representing the female the one who receives the altar ah uh. 
<laughs> That's, that is the sacred altar. So when you were saying all that, I was like, oh, oh, I was just basking in that. That's beautiful. That's the tip I've been looking for. I've been looking for that tip for a long time. Great. That is great. Yay. Thank you. Yay. So, I'll, say, so, I'll say I have two other things on my website that I want to offer our people. Oh, yeah. Two free gifts. Two free gifts. So one of them is called Three, Sex, Three Secrets to Sacred Sexuality. No. Three Secrets to Sensational Sex is one, of okay. my, is one of my giveaways you can sign up for on my homepage. And the other one is a five-part free jade egg beginner series, um, complete with video, how to use the egg, how to insert it, how to get it ready, what you want to do with it. And it's a five-part because it's a lot of information. So um, that those are both free, and you can sign up for those on my homepage. Okay, so let's say your website now slowly. Slowly. Kim. Yeah. Kim Rose Keller. Okay, great. Yeah. Kim Rose I'm going to spell it K I M R O S E K E L L E R dot com. That's me. Rosekeller.com. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kim, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. It's yeah. just been wonderful. A person after my own heart. Yeah. And I'm a person after your own heart. I think. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. I just adore yeah. you. I just adore I, you. I would say I serendipity that we met. Serendipity. And I want to say I was just in one of your ISTA weeks and, um, and it wasn't 20 minutes into the week, into the beginning. And I thought, Oh my God, I have known this woman before and I will know her again. So <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. It's been a delight. To, good to be here. Thank you. So I want to say thanks for being on the show. And, um, I know my listeners are going to love this show. Um, I mean, I have a big following, about 60% women, 40% men, mm -hmm. people definitely over 30. I would say, although some young people listen to my show younger, um, but over 30 and above. Um, thank you, my loyal listeners, my wonderful audience for tuning into Sex and Happiness. And I want to let you know that uh, my next guest is Dr. Steve Ruby, and uh, many of you know him as a as a cool chiropractor here in the Scottsdale area. But Steve and I are going to be talking about uh, health and sex, like how you need to keep your health up and what that might look like in terms of having a healthy body. Mm and how that enables your sexuality. So that's what we'll be talking about. So stay, so tune in for that. And thank you so much for being here with me today. I couldn't do it without you. This is Laurie Handler saying namaste for sex and happiness. Thank, thank you. you for joining us today for sex and happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to butterflyworkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh, no.